No doubt about it, fall is in the air. Temperature is supposed to be down to 32 degrees tonight. This is a great time to gather around the fire pit, have some casual conversation and meaningful interaction. So thank you so much for coming, friends. Go ahead and take a seat. I'm going to run inside and get us all some warm, tasty beverages like hot cocoa and coffee. I'll be right back. Well, you're listening to Guadot Rocks, God the World and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you've got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I am excited about this episode. This is Season 12, Episode 251. Title, Be a Burt Mustin. Subtitle, No Excuses. Live a Robust Life with Gusto Now. Of course, you're asking who on earth is Burt Mustin, B-U-R-T-M-U-S-T-I-N. Burton Hill Mustin, known professionally as Burt Mustin, was born to William and Sadie Mustin on February 8, 1884, that's 1884, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and died on January 28, 1977. His father worked as a stockbroker. Mustin went to Pennsylvania Military College, later renamed in 1972 as Widener University, where he was first trombone in the band and goaltender for their ice hockey team in 1902. He graduated Pennsylvania Military College in 1903 with a degree in civil engineering. He was the last surviving member of his 1903 class. He worked as an engineer for a time, but later decided to go into sales. Mustin married Frances Robina Woods in 1915. The couple were married for 54 years until her death in 1969. They did not have any children. In 1916, Mustin began selling Oakland Sensible Sixes automobiles, then moved on to the luxury Franklin automobile. When the Franklin Company went out of business, he became a salesman for Mercury's and Lincoln's until civilian car production was halted during World War II. He then shifted gears and worked as a fiscal agent for the Better Business Bureau and the Chamber of Commerce. During his auto salesman days, Mustin did amateur acting and performing. In 1921, he became the first announcer for a variety show broadcast on Pittsburgh's then-newly-established KDKA radio station. He appeared in productions in the Pittsburgh Savile Yards. That was a community-based theater with a primary focus on Gilbert and Sullivan comedies, and also he worked as an actor in the Pittsburgh Opera. He was also a member of the Barbershop Harmony Society. He made his first trip to California in 1925, to compete in a quartet competition in San Francisco. The group secured lodging during the trip through their Lions Club contacts. Mustin was one of the 110 original founders of the Pittsburgh chapter of the Lions Club, which was established in 1921. He served as one of the presidents and remained active in the club for the remainder of his life. While there in California for the Barbershop Quartet competition, the group, along with their wives, made a visit to Hollywood as tourists. At that time, Mustin enjoyed a comfortable life with his wife in Pittsburgh and didn't have his sights on a film career in Hollywood. Mustin retired to Tucson, Arizona. He continued to act in local theater there in Tucson. One of the most distinguished directors and producers in Hollywood, William Wyler saw him there in a stage production of Detective Story. Wyler told Mustin to look him up if he decided to pursue a screen career. 
This was a massive connection for Burt, since Weiler had directed huge hit films from the early days of silent black and whites to Technicolor, including Academy Award-winning biblical epic Ben-Hur in 1959. He directed the Hollywood elite, including greats like Betty Davis, Lawrence Olivier, Audrey Hepburn, and Gregory Peck. Mustin did, in fact, contact Weiler, who cast him in the 1951 film noir version of Detective Story. Mustin was 67 years old at the time. Mustin's acting career took off and he began landing roles in films and television series, which prompted his move to Los Angeles. Mustin specialized in playing older men his entire film career. His tall scarecrow frame, bald head, and beaked nose made him one of the most familiar and busiest elderly character actors working in 63 films. He also made his television debut in 1951, and throughout the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, he made guest appearances on 58 TV series for a total of 120 episodes, including 15 as Gus the Fireman on Leave it to Beaver and 14 as Judd Fletcher on The Andy Griffith Show. Known for his quick wit and song and dance abilities, Mustin was a frequent guest on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson during the 1970s. On January 28, 1977, Mustin died at Glendale Memorial Hospital in Glendale, California at the age of 92. He was buried in Forest Lawn Hollywood Hills Cemetery. Friend, I don't know anything about Bert Mustin's personal beliefs about God and eternity. My focus on today's podcast is the robust and all-in approach to life that Bert Mustin clearly modeled. Talk about gusto. Bert lived his life full of gusto. If you haven't heard my podcast on gusto, it would be a great encouragement to you. It's Season 10, Episode 222, titled Creation Power, The Fuel for Gusto Living. It was subtitled Empowering Encouragement 29, More on the Robust Divine Life. Let's rewind the tape for just a moment and do a 50,000-foot view of his life. Think about this. He was born in 1884. 1884 saw the first man glider flight recorded. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was created. Local anesthesia was invented. And the Washington Monument was completed in Washington, D.C. This is the world Bert Mustin was born into. Life was much more difficult to live back then. In 1903, the year he graduated from college, brought the birth of the Ford Motor Company, the Tour de France, the first stock car event, and the World Series of Baseball. What a Renaissance man! A Renaissance man is a person with many talents or areas of knowledge. Think about it. He was a civil engineer, an excellent trombonist, a hockey goaltender, a faithful husband of 54 years, an automobile salesman, a fiscal agent for the Better Business Bureau and the Chamber of Commerce, an amateur actor, a radio announcer, an actor of the theater and opera, a barbershop quartet vocalist, a lifetime member of the Lions Club, and all this before retiring, at which time he launched a second career at the age of 67 as a successful television and motion picture actor. Of course, you're now asking Kenny, what prompted this deep dive into the life of Burton Mustin? Here's the point. The connection I recently made regarding all of the classic movies and TV shows in which he showed up in my viewing. With the advent of the super-fast internet-connected smartphone, 
My wife and I will occasionally hit the pause button and look up a question that comes to mind as we watch a movie or television show. As I made the connection, I asked myself, how old was he during his 29 guest appearances on Leave it to Beaver and the Andy Griffiths show? He looked old, but maybe he just looked old. I only recall him playing the part of an old man. The fact I have no recollection of him in film and television as a young man made me wonder how it is an old man would launch into a film career, especially a career as successful as his. That's when I discovered this amazing story about the Burt Muston, a man who lived his life with great gusto, marshalling all of his talents and skill sets to live a robust life, full of about as many twists and turns of anyone who's ever lived. Then, to put it into the historical context of the time period in which he lived, he serves as an excellent example of someone who maximized his time and squeezed every bit of living he could into his 92 years on the earth. This podcast is a message of hope and encouragement to all of us that, regardless of where we were born, regardless of the hardships we have encountered in life, there is hope for new horizons and opportunities to come to fruition in our lives, regardless of where we are on the age spectrum. Obviously, Bert seized the moment, and he applied himself in all that he did. He earned a college degree in a time when very few people did. He shifted careers several times for various reasons, retooling when reality called for it. He aggressively pursued the arts and used his downtime from his day job to do creative things that blessed the lives of others. On top of all this, he was committed to service his entire life through the Lions Club International. My friend, if you are a Christian, you have the added bonus of having Christ in you, the hope of glory, through whom you can do all things because he strengthens us. As we pull all of these thoughts together, here is what this podcast is saying to me. You and I are without excuse when it comes to, number one, manifesting creativity through all the avenues of the arts, as God has given us gifting. Number two, to embark on a new life start at a point where others would say we are a day late and a dollar short, that we're too late to the game. Number three, we are without excuse when it comes to engaging in opportunities of service that makes others' lives better and hopeful. And finally, number four, we are without excuse when it comes to sacrificing our personal downtime, our off time, to make it all happen. If you look up Bert Mustin on the Wikipedia article I have linked in the show notes, you will see that Mustin did not exude the look of a highly successful actor, yet he absolutely was against very difficult odds. From the time and place Bert Mustin was placed on this planet, he excelled and flourished in spite of the times and hardships which were his reality. My friend, you and I can do the same. We can be a Burton Muston. This podcast is recorded on October 17th, 2022. My mother-in-law died today at 1.24 p.m. She was 84 years old. She was born on May 17th, 1938. She was 39 years old when I started dating her daughter. My wife and I will celebrate our 42nd wedding anniversary this coming February. In the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 25 and 26, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? My mother-in-law, Judy, is alive with Jesus in heaven at this moment, though her body has died. 
The Bible makes it clear that the death of the body is necessary because of the damage that sin has done to it. The human body can't enter a holy heaven because it is contaminated, dirty, unclean. But the human spirit can be born again through a personal salvation and real relationship with Jesus Christ, which comes with a guarantee that the saved person's body will be resurrected from the grave and changed into a clean, pure, physical body. The Bible tells us that Jesus' resurrection from the dead physically was for the very purpose to make it possible for every human to do the same if we will only trust Him for our rescue, our salvation. Judy trusted in Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. Now, friend, this has a lot to say about being a Burt Mustin. Just the other day, my mother-in-law was a young 39-year-old woman with a successful family of four kids and a husband. In the blink of an eye, She's 84 and in the presence of Jesus. In my 46 years of ministry, my mother-in-law is the only person I know of who lived several years past the average age of human death in America, yet in her passing she had no bodily diseases, no heart trouble, no diabetes, no obesity, no lung problems, no blood issues, no tumors or cancers, nothing. She did appear to have the onset of dementia, but it was not profound. She had been sick recently with what appeared to be COVID, but she had healed from that technically. She was clear of the illness, but she became weak and started a decline into lethargy and sleep. Then she went to sleep. She was a dedicated Christian and servant of Jesus with her time. She'll be missed, to say the least. Friend, this reality of life that has come to our family today is a stark, hard reminder that if there is anything we plan on doing in this life today, now is the time to do it. None of us have the promise of another breath of life. Some people, like Judy and Bert, are blessed with great strength to live beyond the age cap of 70 that God has set forth in His Scriptures. Friend, you do realize that the Bible says that the average age of a human being will be three score and ten years. That's 70 years in modern language. People who live into their 80s and 90s are strong. Of course, some of us perhaps are battling life-threatening diseases right now or facing serious life crisis. And, of course, your focus is on pure survival at this point. That's to be expected. But most of us have an open door set before us, and God is expecting us to walk through it now and stop stalling or making excuses. What talents or giftings do you have that you presently are neglecting and not using to honor God and bless others? And friend, I say all this also in the context that there is a lot of talk that's beginning to go around regarding of the question of where we are on the spectrum of Christ's return to earth. That question alone can cause us to become frozen in our forward movement in daily living. And friend, that is wrong. What God expects from each of us is to live our daily lives with robust vigor and all the gusto we can get. We leave our coming and going in the hands of Almighty God, who can be fully trusted. What talents or gifts do you have that you presently are neglecting and not using to honor God and bless others? Is there something you can do right now that could put a smile on someone else's face and make a difference in their life? The work of our hands and the devotion of our hearts can make a huge difference in someone else's life. It's time for us to stop making excuses and start pressing on with all of our might to live the robust life that God has for each of us 
And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.